Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I'm not sure how you're feeling, but this has been the shortest, longest week in a long little while. Every week is long for me. However, this short, long week is just another level. If this is your first time here at Conversations with Toy, welcome to this amazing space. Every time that you come, I hope that you find something that you can apply back to your life have a little fun, take a little break. And again, this is usually, and I say usually because what I deem to be a safe space may not be safe for you, but I always try to make this place and this space as safe as possible. We talk about a lot of different topics, whether that be self-care, mental health. We also talk about social media happenings. We talk about, you know, talk a little bit about politics when things come up and we talk about life in general. Um, again, my name is Toy of Toy, uh, Toy Conversations with Toy. I am a one, a podcaster as you're here in this space, but I'm also a blogger. And if you haven't done so, follow me on the blog at www.toytime.org. Follow me there. We do blogs about three to four times a week. And we just have a really good time, you know, really I think that makes me different from a lot of bloggers is that again, I focus on talking about the entire life, not just the good parts, not the Instagrammable parts, but all parts. So sometimes in life, we don't always get those big filtered, you know, lifestyles, we don't always have those great cookie cutter lives where one thing fits. So in this space, we talk about it all. So I'm glad that you're here. And if you like what you're listening to, please don't forget to share the podcast, as well as rate the podcast. I love reading your comments. And I just love this whole atmosphere. So let's get started so we can talk about how this week went, talk about what happened from the time we left off last week to this week, because there's been a couple of things that have gone back down and we're looking forward to for the weekend. So let's talk about one of the biggest things that took place this week. Obviously, it's on everybody's mind, everybody's conversation, whether good or bad, whether in agreement or disagreement, whether in uh love or hate or dislike, whatever word you choose, we now have a new president. And with that, the inauguration just took place this week. We also were given the first woman vice president, the first black woman vice president, and the first Asian American uh, vice president. And I know that everybody has their opinions and I respect them, but respectfully, I have to say as a black woman and a mother of two beautiful little girls, it's such an amazing thing when you tell your kids like, oh, you can be anything. And then then you realize like they really can be anything. And when you have moments like this, it literally just solidifies everything. When I, you know, everybody's so hyped up about their own cultures and I'm so respectful of that. But as a black woman, I just always feel such a sense of sense of pride looking at my daughters when they were watching it, we watched it as a family together. And 
my daughter comes running in the youngest and she's like mommy she looks like me she's brown she's brown and I'm like yes she is and she's worked her behind off and she's done the work and she's done the things that she needed to do to get to this point and so now it's like you know with hard work and dedication you really can do anything and I'm so proud of that moment like really really proud I thought that the inauguration as far as like the entertainment was really good I thought it was well-rounded I felt like it was a little something for everybody and I found it was really good but my I want to say to all of my Justin Timberlake fans how amazingly proud I was to see him now working in social media and working closely with a few PRs I think it was interesting to see how you know he announced his the birth of his child this week and then we see him at the inauguration so I'm making I'm, my, my wheels are spinning to think if he might have a little album coming out soon now I didn't look it up to see if he does and all that other stuff personally I don't have that type of uh I don't even make that type of time for that type of stuff. However, I am a Justin Timberlake fan. Um, me and my girlfriends from college have always, uh, you know, just welcomed him in. I mean, because first of all, it was Justin Timberlake. Come on now. A little piece of white chocolate. And I'm just here for him. So it was good to hear his voice, like to hear him singing and back in his element. I had not heard from him in a little while and his last album I do have because when I you know when I feel like I'm a supporter of an artist I will support their artist by buying the music and so yes I do have his actual last album and so if he has something cooking I'm here for it if he has something that he's about to put out I'm most likely without a shadow of a doubt going to purchase it because again I believe in supporting the artist and especially in this day and age where a lot of the sales are more digital. I'm so here for it. So I do my, my due diligence to download the artists that I truly support. Some of the newer stuff, I'm not going to step in here lie. Like I'm not a fan. Like I'll pop to it if it's on the radio and everything like that. But I'm not going to buy an album because it's just not my cup of tea. But if it's yours, hey, no judgment zone. Do you. But I was so excited to see Justin Timberlake. And Katy Perry, she looked very amazing. And of course, her voice, her voice is always really good. She definitely soars. She's one of those big voice, those big singer voices that we kind of need in this time and age. And um, so I enjoyed it. I just I thought it was extremely eclectic as far as just the different types, you know, a little country, you know, a little Spanish because you had J-Lo there and she's out here switching up her vocals and doing, you know, her little thing. And then adding her little voice, her little verse to the her, her rendition of um, I can't even remember the name of the song, but nonetheless, it was, in my opinion, a little something for everybody. And of course, the message of unity. And again, everybody is not going to subscribe to that. Everybody's like, you know, not everybody is just feeling that. And listen, I respect the opinions that are different than mine. I really do. And it is what it is. But I had a good time. I was grateful to kind of just watch news for the, you know, the whole day. I kind of had CNN on pretty much all day. And I flipped back and forth to other channels as well because I like to get all the perspectives. So unlike a lot of people who just argue off of one perspective, I'm going to listen to the other side because I want to know what's going on. And the only way for you to at least know five seconds of what's going on is you have to listen. So that is my little five seconds of TED Talk on the inauguration of our 46th president. It is what it is. And this is where we are. So we have to move forward. The other loveliness of the week is that it was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, birthday observant day because remember his birthday was on January the 15th which was a Friday um, but we observed it this past Monday and of course everybody who needs to be off was off and doing all the things 
And I talked about this last week, but it's even more real this week. We can't have people who don't agree with full equality, quoting Dr. King, because Dr. King wanted to bring everybody together. So you cannot say that you stand for equality when you don't agree that all colors and creeds, all nationalities, all people, regardless of their sexual orientation, their color, their whatever, should all be able to have the same basic human rights. So when I see people who don't think that the black brother, the black sister should have the same equal human rights, just human rights, right? That bothers me when I see people quoting Dr. King. When I see people going against people who are transgendered, I have a problem with that because you can't stand for certain things and then quote Dr. King because Dr. King would have wanted everyone to be of equal basic human rights. So we have to be very careful when we say that we align with certain things because it's really cute to post a Dr. King quote on Dr. King's Observer Day, right? The day that we as a nation have set aside to say we will always remember Dr. King no matter what going forward. It's really cute to post a nice quote that says, you know, we are all going to come together and all men are created equal when you don't really believe in equality. It just doesn't. It's like off brand. So it's really a little bit of a pet peeve to see that. Do I think people will continue doing that? Absolutely, because people are super contradictory. But you have to be able to truly make a stand. If you truly believe in the words of Dr. King to do your very best to uphold social inequality, uh, you should you really should. I would rather for someone to not have posted it, but to truly live it than for someone to have posted it and then have a black neighbor that's right next to them and then cross the street when you see them coming on in the in the neighborhood, right? I would have rather for someone to not have posted Dr. King but sees a same-sex couple in their neighborhood and embrace them. And we have to realize something. This is going to sound really left, but it's actually not. What someone else does in their homes with whomever they choose to do it in their homes is what's called their business, right? They're right. What somebody else eats does not make me fat. So I cannot be worried about what somebody else is doing. And so I don't get it and take myself out of myself to be disrespectful towards people because I don't agree with their lifestyle. I don't agree with their, what they've decided to change about them. Because that's none of my concern. That's none of my business. We're still talking about human people who deserve to be treated with just decency and respect. Not respect according to if I find value in your life. If I feel like you have value, then I'll give you the respect that I believe you should have. Because then that means that we individually can then determine someone's value. And the sad part in this world that we live in, as wicked and crazy as it is, we don't have time to be putting values and changing scales every two seconds on what we think. Oh, no, you're all right, but baby, you're not. And we know that we all live like that, but we have to do better than this. So for those who post it but you truly don't believe in true equality, check yourself. This is a this is going to be a self check. This is a mirror check. This is a get your life together check. This is you ain't right check. 
This is you can't keep going to church every week and then saying you love everybody, but then you literally will go out the door and not even not even out the door. Let's not even go out the door. Let's talk about being in the building and side on the person that you just don't like just because they have on a purple shoe and you have a friend. And I know that sounds very elementary, but people are really that fickle in life. So I want us to get on somebody's do better and stay there because we have a lot of work to do. I have friends who are completely not a Joe Biden fan, right? Completely team Trump. And it has caused so much division. But I respect their right to believe what they believe. And especially if what they're doing is not causing harm to me or to anyone else. Now we got those people that was out there at that melee out there tearing up the, the building that ain't that ain't gonna be working because it's not right right so let's just take a, 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 a stand to make a stand every single day when you wake up what choices are you going to make to show somebody either love or hatred now I'm not saying that you got to love what everybody do I don't love the things that everybody do but I have to look past the fact that there's still somebody that's a person that's a human so let's just take that five seconds to just take that lesson in because we really need to apply that to our actual real life not just what we post on social media listen social media can only give you a glimpse of life but it is not life but you need to try to make sure that you are who you post to be post p-o-s-t With that being a short, with this being a short week, self-care has been crazy for the week. There are, there were so many challenges for me this week. First of all, I'm still on my sleep schedule, which means that I go to bed between the max has to be a straight 10. 10 o'clock is those nights when I have like a long meeting. Now, every Tuesday I have a very long meeting and therefore, my 10 o'clock bedtime is going to be standard on Tuesdays. But on most of the other days, it's between 8.30 and 9.30, if not very much closer to that 8.30, 9 o'clock time. And the reason is, is because I get up at 4.45 Monday through Thursday. And I do a workout on Sunday. And then Monday through Thursday, I get up at 4.45 to do a workout. So Sunday, I will do a workout pretty much anytime the spirit leads me, right? Sunday is my rest day. As far as mentally getting myself together or doing my last minute, um, you know, getting the kids ready for school. So what I usually try to do is like the first part of Saturday of Sunday, making sure if there's any laundry needs to be done, let's get that done. If I need to clean a bathroom, let's get that done. OK, great. The kids closing to be iron. OK, let's get that done. Let's run them some showers, whatever we have to do. Let's try to get this done early so that the rest of my day can just be about relaxation. And in between that from doing my last minute run around in the morning, I'll do a workout and then I have my time. But Monday through Thursday, I am up at 445 so that I can get up and work out. And some people might be like, Oh my God, that's super early. It is. Let's not play like it's not. It's very early. But I need to set this time for myself because what happened in the past is I was working out, but I was working out here on a Monday at this time and then on a Tuesday at a certain time and then on a Wednesday. And then let's say by Thursday, because Monday for me is like the most energized day. And I think that's only because I'm working in the house. Let's just keep this honest and real. But Monday, I find that my energy is on a thousand. 
So what I try to do is capitalize on that energy. So by Monday, I'm hot. Tuesday, I'm hot. Wednesday, I'm like, I'm getting a little warm, a little warm. And then by Thursday, I'm like, whoo, child, Thursday, I'm done. Like mentally, Thursdays, I'm out and I'm done. Because Friday is just like, let the day go. So I am in the midst of trying to be more consistent with my workout and be consistent with the amount of sleep that I'm getting because as stress comes in everybody's life, when you don't have enough rest and when you don't have enough sleep, I find maybe this just is for me, is that I'm not able to handle the stress that comes in and out the way that I should. And even with getting as much sleep as I'm finally getting and good sleep, you know, that sleep when you don't have your phone, like I don't have my phone right next to me. Um, I'm going to bed. I have my light completely dark in the room. I have my um, sleep sound uh, machine, my sound machine. And then I that machine also has a light. So I like the little one little blue light. It's very faint, but you can see it. And you pick your sound and you go to sleep with my weighted blanket. And I'm great. I can sleep. But that good quality sleep when you're not scrolling on your phone all night and you're not looking at memes and you're not on TikTok all night for two and three hours. And I'm not on Instagram looking at the same people that I'm going to see tomorrow when I wake up. That's the type of sleep that I'm trying to get in 2021. So this has been the third week and I'm doing really good. However, when I get stressed personally, I find that my voice is elevated. I'm yelling a little bit more. I'm more agitated. I'm more irritable. Those are the things that I'm trying to work through and work on. Now, again, if this is the first time that you're here, I talk very candidly about being in therapy and I feel like therapy conversations should be normal. I mean, when I think about I was thinking about this today when back in the 2000s and the 90s and late or 80s, you would never really hear people talk about therapy, especially not in the black community. And that's not because only the black community doesn't do therapy. Lots of people don't. But we have been very conditioned to say that we don't tell other people our business and we keep everything to ourselves. And it's hurting the community, period. There's so much trauma that we have been through since the beginning of us coming to America, to be honest with you, that every black person really ought to be in therapy. Now, again, before everybody gets their panties in a knot, everyone should be in therapy. Even if you think that your life is great and everything is in together, you would still benefit from being in therapy because we all have some level of anxiety, some level of stress some level of trauma that we may have endured and don't even realize it and uncovering those things and discovering who you are and then defining who you are will all take place in therapy. So when people say, why are you in therapy? It's a thousand and one reasons I'm in therapy. I, I, you know, it just depends on to be honest with you. It depends on the week sometimes in therapy and I'm and I'm in therapy and you know what? It's like that that pat on that on the back it's like girl you out here making it remember when you used to be involved in a b and c but look at you you growing you 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 doing it girl therapy is like that for me sometimes right you go in there and you be like yes look at me killing it in the game handling it taking care of my business taking care of my family taking care of myself yes girl you doing it then there's those other times when you're super stressed right just with their daily life and you're in therapy like, Lord Jesus, one more time. Thank God therapy is today. Then there's the extreme times when you have a flashback of something that may have happened. You're dealing with something. You find you could be in the middle of your day and something will trigger a memory, a smell, a song, a conversation. And then you're like upset. You're crying. You're emotionally drained. And now you're reliving a moment that you would rather not live for the rest of your life. But you're back at this place. 
So therapy has as many ups and downs. And I would be that so amiss to keep telling people that therapy is like television. When you come in and you tell, hey, doctor, I'm going through A, B and C. And this is the things I'm talking about. And they just give you this advice. And then you float out and you're excited and you're happy and you're ready to take on life. That is a false narrative. That doesn't always happen. Nine times out of 10, I come out of therapy irritated. Sometimes I come out extremely tired. Most of the times I come out tired. I feel like I'm in a fight when I'm in therapy and I'm not fighting anybody, not my therapist, literally fighting myself from the things that I might have had on my plate that I'm trying to release so that I can be a freaking better human, right? Because that's really the end result of therapy. No matter why you're in there, some people go for therapy for childhood trauma. They may have been abused as a kid. They may need to go for that. There's some people who are going through marital counseling. There's people, there's all kinds of levels of, of counseling. You might have anxiety. You may just find you have test anxiety and there's a therapist for that. At the end of the day, regardless of what you're going for, it's a fight, a fight to be better, a fight to think better and a fight to love yourself better. Because let me tell you something. It takes a lot of love for yourself to go to therapy and say, I need somebody else's help to get me past a hump that I'm not able to see for myself so that I can do better. It takes a lot of love for yourself. So this week has been that challenge of where am I with my self care? And I listen, I'm all for the bubble baths, right? I'm all for a good nail polish, you know, change, uh, polish change. I'm all for all those things. And you know, right now I can't get like a full body massage or I'm not eat. Maybe I can, but I'm not open to it. Right. I haven't had my eyebrows tinted and I couldn't even tell you when pretty much I'm the I'm the eyebrow tenor. I do what I can do for how I can do it. So I haven't had a lot of those beautiful things that I used to take for granted. I, I never took for granted. I was just so excited to be there because, you know, right before COVID, I was going to the to the uh, get my facials like every six weeks on the dot, not taking no breaks. So those things are beautiful to do when you can pour back in yourselves in the form of you know, touch and self care and self time and time for yourself and getting yourself all dolled up and pretty and beautiful. But sometimes self care is a flat no. And so I am on this new journey. Again, I talked about this a little bit last week, but I am on this journey of the no. And that means like, I can't do stuff for people that they can do for themselves. And sometimes it's not even because I have a reason. It's just because at the end of the day, if I find that I'm going to be upset about this decision that I made to help somebody, then it's best for me to say no from the gate. It's hard sometimes to formulate that no, but I promise you when you work your no muscles, you become so much stronger. I'm not interested in doing things for people that are going to upset me to the point where I'm talking about this for a day, two days, a week, a month, a year. And with my therapy, I've really gotten to the point where when people are saying the same thing, like they don't have nothing else new coming in their life. They got the same conversations with the same people. It's a little draining for me. And that's because I'm not in the spot where I was thinking like that anymore. That's how I used to operate. I remember when such and such and such and such and you keep talking about that same thing. That takes time to come from that place to where I'm at now. So I do understand that. And I am very patient when I'm talking to other people, but I still feel five seconds of a level of irritation that I'm constantly working out within myself because sometimes I have to be a sounding block for somebody else who is not at the place that I, you know, that I'm at now. So that takes patience. Those are the types of journeys that I'm trying to figure out and 
and go, you know, what's my new self care? Cause I'm in the house, right? The, I only, I actually still do get my nails done. I will do that, but that's about it or to get my hair done or something. And I don't have to get my hair done, but for every couple of weeks. So it's, it is what it is. And so now that we're in our home, we're around my family, we're with the kids, we're, you know, we're having date night in the house. Like there's been a couple of times we've gone out places here and there as we have felt comfortable and safe with our mask on all the time as it is. But for the most part, we're in our house. So the week of, you know, this week trying to figure out what does self-care look for me that like for me this week? For some people, it may be in the form of turning the television off. For me, it was having a chocolate croissant. Like a chocolate croissant that I didn't have to have to share with my wonderful children asking me for bites. What's that? I never had a croissant. You had one a month ago. I don't think I remember that. And they just want to keep eating your stuff. Self-care was just having a coffee by myself. Or that chocolate croissant without having a share. Or reading my magazine for once. Instead of only using my magazines for my uh, vision boards. That's kind of how life has been going. I think I've read more mag. I think I read my actual magazines from last year. On what last week when I did my vision board. So then that says. Maybe you shouldn't be getting that that many magazines. Which I've had already cut off. Because I was getting quite a few and I'm down to the very few minimum. It was actually pretty sad because when my husband and I were doing our vision board, we were like, we don't have enough magazines. And I was like, that's because I'm trying to minimize. I'm trying to cut back. So we didn't even hardly have enough. We had to actually go out to CVS to buy some of the, the earlier, like we needed magazines to finish. So in one respect, I'm saving money in one way. And then I end up having to spend a couple more dollars, but it wasn't that bad. So I did do my vision board. I'm super proud of it. And outside of that, I also write my my vision, what it is that I want to do on paper. Because I'm a writer, it would make more sense for me to be more in tune and more focused on the writing of my vision than it is for the picture. The picture simply is for just a reminder. But the way that I write it down is writing down what it is that I want and the steps that I'm going to take to get there. If I want to lose weight, I can't say I'm just going to lose weight. So I got to say, hey, you're going to get up in the morning and work and, and put that time in and dedicate yourself. Yes. Are you going to say no to certain snacks and cut back? Yes. Also, I have been cutting down on my caffeine and my alcohol intake these last couple of weeks. Naturally, it just came naturally. Please don't ask me where it came from. No, I'm not on a dry January. I have no idea, but it came and I was here for it. So. I had coffee one day this week, one, and I'll have it over the weekend. Usually week Saturdays and Sunday mornings is when I have my coffee. But before I was having it like every exact morning, oh, I need my coffee for fuel so I can get up. I love the smell of coffee and I love the taste of coffee. I truly do. But I've been cutting back and everyone should know by now how much I love my wine, but I've been cutting back. I had a glass. I didn't even have a glass the night of the inauguration. I did have one with my husband because he's an account. Uh, well, he's not an accountant. Well, he is, but he is the um, financial director of the organization that he's with. And he got through an audit. So I had a glass with him. 
and I had a two ounce glass. Listen, I don't think I ever poured a two ounce glass, but I poured a two ounce glass because I was like, listen, I'm here to celebrate this, this win, but it doesn't have to be me having a full, you know, six to nine ounces of wine. It's just a simple, hey, congratulations. Let's have this, this little cluck of wine. As my grandmother would say, she calls it a cluck of wine. And so let's keep it pressing, pressing. That's what I did. So I was able to enjoy it. I was able to celebrate him because he and I have been on this for a couple the last couple of years, three, four years. We have been made this pact that we will celebrate the small wins as much as the big wins. And really, to be honest with you, that also keeps our relationship extremely fresh. I'm talking about anything like he did his audit. We celebrate that if it's, you know, whatever it may be, we celebrate that. So I have been enjoying this whole finding something to look forward to. Now, for those who follow me on my personal um, Facebook page, I used to post the, the, the days that the national days, and I think I might get back into that, but I think I have so many that I've done that I can actually just repost it from the memories, but we'll, we'll see. I have to compare to see how they match up. But even when I don't post that, I still do post them in some way. And a lot of people don't realize why I started posting that. It wasn't about giving people the national day so everybody else can be like, oh, it's National Hug Day, which that's what it was yesterday, National Hug Day. But it was more or less because I used to be extremely like a complaining person and a person who was just filled with complete negativity. So for me to have something and just to look forward to and have that happiness, that joy that we sometimes, again, we tend to forget. I love celebrating national days. Now today, Friday, January the 22nd is celebration of life day. I find that to be hilarious. And it's national blonde brownie day. So blonde brownie day is that brownie is kind of like a it's like light skin dark skin it's pretty good I actually have not had one in quite a long time but it is national celebration of life and honestly it's probably the perfect thing because again I find some way to celebrate that but that was my way of finding something and again there's days when there's like the weirdest things that's to celebrate like the weirdest national days there's a national day for everything and in spite of that it still gives me joy to know that this national celebration of life day or that yesterday was national hug day. Like I made sure I hugged my kids. You know, it's like those little things that we take for granted. And that is the reason why I press and show forth that, that energy and that effort, because now it's like natural. I enjoy it. In the beginning, it was fun, but it was a little bit tedious because I was just like, this is not natural. This is not natural. But I realized the more you do something more and more every single day, that's like with the sleep, the sleep schedule, the more and more that I've done, done it. Yes, there's been days I've woke up a little tired than others. That's natural. Even with getting sleep. It's becoming more and more easier for me to get up and do it because now it's a normal part of my life. Even into the point where like I wake up extremely early on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, granted, I will go back to sleep, but I still naturally will wake up because my body is not used to it. So all of these things together is a form of taking care of myself, taking care of my my needs physically. Taking care of my mind, 
taking care of my spirit. And really, to be honest with you, it's like really teaching me with this pandemic. Again, I've had some bad days because there was days in the very beginning of the pandemic, maybe about hmm, three or four months in where I would be sitting on the couch crying, upset. Not that ugly crying, yelling out or nothing. But just like afraid, like, am I going to get the virus? Am I going to give this to my kids? What reaction will we have? Because, you know, that's the number one pet peeve that I have about this coronavirus where everybody's like, it's just the flu. It's the flu, baby, because when you got it, it was the flu for you. It doesn't work that way for everyone. Ask the 400,000 families that are left that represents the 400,000 people who are no longer here in just America. So we have to be very careful when we say things, because I think we say things just because it sounds good or it sounds funny or you trying to downplay it. But if it became the flu for just you, let's say you only, you know, you were sick for a little bit and you had a little cough. Your chest may have hurt a little bit, but you didn't have to get any steroids or you weren't on a ventilator or you didn't die because you're still here to, you know, be able to talk about it and complain about it. But to you and for you, it was a code. To you and for you, it was the flu and you got past it and you lost your sense of taste and that was fine for you. But I remember the call that I personally got when my grandmother got the virus. Now, I didn't even get that call from her. I got that call from, I believe, my best friend and then my mom or my dad, one of them. And that call said, oh, your grandmother was just admitted into the hospital. And then the day later was, oh, I'm sorry to tell you that we had to put your grandmother on a ventilator. And then every day from that moment, and then the other family members that had gotten at the same time, those calls were scary. Because regardless of what my thought process around the individuals were, at the end of the day, these are people that I know for real that are going through this. So When I hear that, I just have to remind people, just like when you get pregnant, right? And you have a baby and your situation was great and it was glorious and it was the best thing since sliced bread. Mine's was not. And in the same breath, just because mine's was horrendous doesn't mean that somebody else's will. So we just have to be mindful that we have personal experiences with different things and it just becomes a different outcome. It's like we get a little carried away when we say things because, we again, it's this whole downplaying or it's supposed to be a joke or it's just like a funny thing to say. But there are real life lives that have been touched in the wrong way behind this virus. People who have died, couples who have been married forever and a day and they die minutes between each other or days between each other. It's leaving children without family, without their parents to be raised by someone else. We really have to just watch our mouths and watch how we talk and how we move. And this is going to bring me to my next topic about talking. I think at my 20s and my and my 30s, I was really like, you know, when I would hear people talk about, oh, I'm 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 the friend that keeps it real. Listen, you can keep it real toxic to be honest with you. And I think again, because I'm no longer in the mindset of how I was in my 20s and in my early 30s, we accept certain things by people because of the convenience of the relationship or however, but I'm not in a position to hear people talk about keeping it real, 
Because I find that when we use the excuse that we're keeping it real, especially when we're talking to people, we're like, you know, we're friends. We should be able to tell each other anything. We should, you should be able to have conversations about anything. Conversations, 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 meaning of even flow between two people. But even in these even flow of two people, a lot of times it's not really as even when you say things because you're keeping it real and keeping it real goes wrong. And you're saying things that are belittling. And you're saying things that are just wrong and you say things and don't even realize that it hurts people. Like I, I could think of this million of times in my twenties where people would say things and because of the relationship, I just didn't say anything. But then if I go home and I talk to my husband about it and I'm irritated by it or I'm upset about it or I'm crying about it or I'm of any type of emotion, then I need to speak up and say, I'm sorry, that conversation, the way you're talking, the way you're delivering that, that's not for me. Now there's a difference between talking to someone and giving them a hard truth right but again when you give someone a hard truth it's supposed to be in love not because you have a word and now you feel like you you can tell somebody something and that's your friend and so you're gonna make them say whatever that's your husband so you're gonna say whatever that's your wife so you deliver the message in your type of way the message and the delivery both matter together that's why people can affect change even when it's a hard information even when it's bad news when you come from a place of love and you come with honesty. Sometimes we come with a lot more honesty that's borderline factual. But you've been waiting to tell somebody something like that for a long time. So your motives are not right. The way that people, I guess, would, and I won't say I guess, because sometimes when we say I guess or whatever, it's really just to downplay the situation. So let me not. The same levels of conversations that people thought that they were having with me in the 20s and early 30s, this, it, I can assure you, can't happen now. And I know it's like the whole closer to get to 40 thing, but the honest with you, it's just because I've changed and I've grown in addition to getting older. And I'm not interested in the keeping a real conversation. Because I'm going to, you know, I'm at a place where I'm going to be like, listen, I know that served us in our relationship when we were in our 20s, but that can't work now. Because that's where I am. And I know people have a right to say, well, this is who I am and take it and leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. Because even if somebody came to me and countered and say, well, you feel the way you feel and I feel the way I feel. And we just going to have to be at a standstill because at the end of the day, I'm going to protect me. I'm not about to sit on my therapist um, Zoom call because since we own Zoom at this point. I'm not about to waste my therapy time when I can just literally reset myself right then there and stop somebody from this type of raggedy conversations. People just don't even realize how toxic that their word choices. I had a friend who said something. I don't think they said it to my kid, but said it in reference to my kid. And I had to be like, wait a minute, you don't even know the history of what's going on. Now they apologize. Of course, they didn't mean any malicious intent, but it's the delivery of how you say things. It's not no longer about what you're saying as much as is the delivery. So we can't say raggedy stuff to people. And because we feel like we've been in a relationship with people. That's why husbands and wives have to be very careful how we say things. Because sometimes it's not what you're saying. It's the delivery and how you're saying it. If I come to my husband in a, in a raggedy tone, I can't get mad when his tone matches my the same tone that I'm dishing out. Not to say that he should be doing that, but that's human nature. 
We just have to be mindful of how we deliver our messages to people and how we choose to say what we're trying to say. Be led to become from a place of true understanding and love. If you don't truly understand that person and what that person is going through, you should probably wait and sit on it for a little while and then ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish by saying this? Do I truly feel like I'm going to say something that's going to open the eyes of my friend and make them or my friend, my husband, my my classmate, my whomever, and really get to a point of understanding and we're going to work this out? Or if I say what I'm saying right now, instead of waiting, because it's not that you can't say it, you may need to say it at a later time. You may need to sit in that and figure out where you fit in it. I had a friend, I'll say associate, came over this was years ago because ain't nobody been over my house whenever March hit that's gonna be a year I can guarantee you ain't nobody been in my house for a year the only people that been in my house is UPS uh USPS FedEx and that's about it I ain't even seen the people that put the flyers in your house no more I don't know where they at they probably should be at home quarantining but um I almost lost my train of thought (laughs) But I had a friend, an associate that came and she had made a comment about something. She's like, oh, your house needs this. And you know, like, sis, first of all, you came as an as an invited guest. And as an invited guest, your job is to be a guest. Let me serve you. Do you need anything? Make yourself feel comfortable, but don't get too comfortable where you feel like because you're a friend or associate or something, you can't go into somebody's house and offend them and be disrespectful. Like I've gone to people's houses that have nowhere near even the level of my house. And it's not a comparison thing. It's just that everybody lives differently. And I can't go into somebody's house telling somebody what they need to be doing in their house. I mean, I have friends who I've been friends with for 20 and 30 years. You can't come into my house talking about, oh, girl, you need to do better and get this and get that. I at this point in my age, I'm going to turn you right back around and send you out that door because that is not a friendship. And you can at least say something, have a conversation, but don't 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 be rude. Right. I think my pet peeve for rudeness is on a negativity. I cannot will not tolerate that type of behavior. Because how are you mirroring that? Like I'm teaching my kids to be respectful of other people. How could I have somebody else come into the home where it's supposed to be my peace is supposed to stay? in my house where it's supposed to be my sanctuary and you come in with your thoughts and opinions about what you think should be happening. Do those upgrades at your house, right? Have a suggestion, buy it for me if you feel like I should have it. But let's not, let's not cross over into rudeness. Like I'm not doing rudeness. I'm not, it's just, I cannot. And you know, what's beautiful about this, this is the conversation that I've had with my therapist is that it's okay to feel that way to put a boundary. I think I was always scared to put a boundary because I felt like this is just something that just happens. But boundaries are super important. I have boundaries even in my my relationship, my my husband and I are very honest with each other, but I still will not tolerate a boundary being crossed. If I'm saying to you that something is, is doesn't feel right, it doesn't make me feel safe, it doesn't make me feel honored, and for someone to, to cross that boundary, it's not okay. And there's no one greater than my husband as far as relationship. Like, that's my ultimate relationship outside of the one with, that I have with God and the one I have with myself. So if I won't let my husband disrespect me, there's not a parent, like I love my parents, but there will be no level of disrespect to the level where I'm going to 
put myself out to where I'm hurt or I'm gonna just I just can't allow that type of behavior and that's not a that's not a flex you know it's totally soft flex hard flex flex it's not a flex it's the truth because there should be boundaries and one thing about my my parents is that I'm able to respectfully just disagree and I and I have to say as a grown adult I would have to say that this notion of disagreement is disrespect. I think I've said that to to my parents enough that they are are truly understanding of that. That just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I disrespect you. I just don't agree. Right. And so as long as my message is clear and again, even with me checking my tone when you talk to someone. But then also not making anybody run over you, I think it's very important you have to have boundaries. And that's one thing that I'm learning in therapy. Like you got to put people in their place. You have to back people off you. But see my, my parent, my mom, she was good about talking like that. Like you have to back people off of you. And that's true. And so that's where I'm at with my flow of the week. That is where I'm at with my self care of trying to, again, no is a beautiful and powerful small letter word, but those no muscles, they make you super strong. And so I'm at a no, no, I can't do that for you. You're capable. You have a phone. You can do that. Look it up. There you go. Excuse me. You can handle that. So go ahead and do that. No, um, I can't go there. I'm not interested. I'm not leaving my house for A, B, and C. I'm staying right here. I can't do that. No to my kids is easy because they ask for everything. But just saying no to people and not having people pull on you, and especially for me because my schedule is so whatever I choose to make it now it's really being very clear that listen at a certain time a certain hour at a certain time of day I have to have so many things completed that is my personal responsibility and so no I can't stop what I'm doing to do something that I know won't honor me if I'm going to be upset about it and that's another thing that's like when you give people and you let people borrow money you shouldn't give more than you're willing to lose it's the same principle if I know that I'm going to lose my ability to be happy about the situation if I'm going to be unhappy and you know I just believe that you should give something from your heart and it should be something that flows extremely easy there are some friends that could call me and I would never hesitate to stand up for them and do whatever I had to do for them but if I find myself in a situation where I felt like I was upset about something it didn't honor me it made me feel a certain way those become a no even on the smallest of things even on the biggest of things, you know how you just have those nights where you plan in your mind, like I'm going to sit here, I'm going to relax, like before life was open. And you had this like, I'm going to relax. And then somebody calling you like, Oh, let's go do something. But in your heart, you don't really want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because I don't feel like my friendship to be tested that if every time you call me, I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing. And then come to you every single time, especially when there may be times when I'm like, listen, I need a timeout, I need a break. I got to take care of myself. I'm not mentally able to do that. I'm sorry. I'm not emotionally ready to handle that. So I have to decline. Like we have to get to the point where we do for others, right? We do for others as much as we possibly can. We take care of people around us and in our communities. We take care of our families. We take care of our children. We take care of our, whatever our responsibilities and titles are. But the one place that we have to take care of is ourselves too. Like I can't be at everything. I have to say, no, I'm going to have to decline. 
I've declined. Listen, I'm so sick of Zoom, but if I, I have to decline Zoom stuff, even if it's like, oh, you know, it's like this is something that's planned. I'm not showing up if I'm not in it. I don't want to be on a Zoom for two hours. I don't. That's just not my thing. I don't find any any love in that. I'm already watching my children. You know, they get to physically see their teacher teaching the rest of the class. But I'm already enough seeing that. I'm already taking enough Zoom and Google Meets and every other level of Meets. I'm not interested in doing that outside of the responsibility. Sometimes I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Somebody asked me, did you watch a show? No, nah, you know what? I, I decided to go to sleep. I recorded. I'll watch it later. Like I'm just putting in checks and balances in places that I truly need it. And people say that that sounds selfish, but self-care is selfish. Sometimes you do have to be a little selfish. You have to be able to say, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting me first. It's amazing how we take a flight, which I have not taken flights in so long. I have so many flight credits. It's not even funny. And I pray to Jesus that I can actually use them before they expire. But I'm not interested in being on a plane and it goes down and I'm putting on your mask, but not doing mine because they tell you straight from the gate, put your mask on first. You are no help to nobody else if you don't take care of yourself. So self-care has to be a little selfish. Saying no has to come from a place of protection. Sometimes it's just for straight protection. I want to protect myself from having to blow up at my own self and be mad that I gave into somebody and something that I didn't want to do. So take those selfish moments in this upcoming weekend. Take those selfish moments in this upcoming week. Please don't just do self-care on Sunday. Now I might dig deeper into like a facial like I have so many facials that I do but I'm you know these home facials is getting straight because that's about all I can get to until I get comfortable going to my you know getting a facial in, in real life outside of my house but dig deeper into what self-care means for you one time my kids computer went out and I'm like listen self-care is let me put you on my, my on my phone so you can go on about your life so I can go on about my life Self-care is, you know what? I need to take a nap. I took a nap for the longest for like over, maybe a little bit under like an hour. You couldn't tell me nothing. This was like last weekend. And I was like, you know what? I need to do more of this. Let me stay in bed. My husband did an amazing job because everybody, my friends know that I cook breakfast, big breakfasts on Saturdays and Sundays. And then if there's like a holiday, I'll do it during the week too. But Last Sunday, I didn't cook anything. My husband got up and cooked. He got up and got the kids together. Just staying in bed and listening to a podcast that I needed to listen to for myself. Not of myself, but for myself. Laying in bed without really scrolling, just li just listening to the quiet and my cat laying next to me, whatever he was doing was joy, pure joy. And I want to have more moments like that. My husband, he, um, I can't remember what he did for his self-care. Like there was something he wanted to do and he just said how great he felt. I want him to have more moments like that. We all need to be rejuvenated. We all need to feel good about ourselves, especially when, when we're, whatever we're doing is causing absolutely no harm to anyone else, not even ourselves. So I'm here for that. More of those moments. So as we progress, it is the weekend time. I am going to have a glass of wine today because that's what I do every Friday. I have plenty of wine, thanks to Winks. <laughs> thanks to my friend, 
I have so much wine. I'm excited about it. I love wine. And so, yeah, I didn't have as many or I don't really have as many glasses anymore. But when I do, I'm going to have them. I'm going to have my mimosa this weekend. I'm going to do those things. I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to continue drinking my water. I'm going to continue. Do you know how much energy? Again, I say this almost all the time. When you truly are drinking your water and you truly are minding your business and you truly are taking care of yourself, you really don't have time to just delve too much into other people's affairs. Like I'll catch something on a shade room. It's like whatever, two second read and keep it pushing. But to put energy in stock, you don't really have that much energy. Like to do all the things you need to do for just yourself for basic survival, you have your hands already full. Add any other level of responsibility or title to that and you really have got your plate is overflowing. Or your cup is overflowing. And that's why you have to refill it up all the time. You really do. It's not a cliche. It's true. Refill your own cup. That way you can be a blessing to somebody else. Weekend, what do I have in store for the weekend? I am going to probably do a facial. <laughs> um, I got a new product that was uh, sent to me and I want to try it out. And I always try out every product. So again, if you're following me on the blog, you will see there's a lot of products that are being sent to me and I love it. Um, any PRs is listening, send them my way. You know, send me an email, toytimeblog, T-O-I-T-I-M-E blog at gmail.com. I will... Look at it, and I love products. I love receiving them, and I use them. So I usually test them out. Um, a lot of companies will want you to just kind of like give it. Um, that's not me. I've always negotiated to give me a certain amount, a lot of time to be able to try out a product because I believe in being extremely transparent. And if something doesn't work, I will work and talk to that company prior to to get it right before I then say this is my stamp of I think this will work or this is working. This is the good. This is the bad. I am very particular about that. So I will be doing and testing out an, a facial. And I think it's like a, I don't want to say a mud mask. It's supposed to be a little creamier than that, but it, we'll see how this goes. So you'll see, cause I'll post about it very short, you know, very soon once I get tried out a couple of times. So that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I don't have any like nail appointments or anything like that. I went to that last week. So on these types of weekends, I'm going to start incorporating um, Saturday into my yoga. I mean, yoga into my Saturday. Cook, of course, the breakfast and brunch. And I want to be, t I'm going to take some online courses. I love taking some courses that I feel will be benefic beneficial to my business. So I'm taking some free courses this weekend. I look forward to that so that I can apply them to the brand, right? Because the whole point of it is to, is to grow. So that's what I'll be doing this weekend. And other than that, and just join my kids and making sure that none of them, you know, get sick, none of them gets harmed or anything like that. And maybe have a little bit of time with my husband this weekend. That's what I'm looking forward to. Next week, I have a very full week, lots of meetings, lots of appointments. So that's what's happening next week. So this weekend is a relaxation and get prepared for the crazy weekend or the crazy week that I will have all next week. And you know, I'll talk about it. And if you want, again, I'm not saying if you want, but um, today's Friday check in, we'll talk a little bit about what we talked about, but a little bit more in detail. And if you want to read about how my husband, he didn't sabotage my sleep schedule, but he threw it off 
a little bit like I actually got in the bed like I was supposed to and, and was ready for sleep but I couldn't go to bed like you just have to catch up on the blog uh, again toytime.org is where you want to find that to find out what he actually did that almost derailed or irritated my sleeping schedule and other than that I wish you well I wish you have an amazing week I hope you put yourself first this weekend and every day I hope that you have a weekend of rejuvenation and if you drink wine or if you'd like a cocktail when you sip just take one little sip and think of me because I'm going to have my most amazing cup I can think of today for my wine and I'm going to have a great time of relaxation and re-shifting resifting the mindset I will talk with you next week oh next week let's talk about next week next Friday the blog is I mean the blog well the blog is going to be dedicated to my 10 years here in Philadelphia and the podcast will be talking about my 10-year journey here in Philadelphia 10 years listen I didn't think I was going to make it two months straight up no lie but I'm not going to talk about it now we'll talk about it next week I can't wait for you to hear it's going to be funny it's going to be serious it's going to have its points I learned a lot in these last 10 years and I can't even believe it's actually been 10 years but I moved here with the almost two-year-old so it's been 10 years here in Philadelphia and my husband has some amazing plans like just we're celebrating because again we do all of our celebrations but I can't wait next week lord's will we'll talk about my 10 years here in philadelphia and um yeah that is it have a good week have a good weekend thank you as always for joining me and i know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply until next time i hope that you are doing better if not we will be back to talk some more and handle it peace to you and yours stay grounded